You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 207. Welcome to the Yoga Boss podcast. Do you feel like you were meant to have a successful career in the yoga industry? Like you got into this industry to truly help your students, but you're struggling to actually make money? Or you know that marketing your business is essential, but don't know how to make it intentional and effective for you. Maybe you have already had some success, but you're ready to scale to multiple six figures. Building a profitable yoga business is less complicated and easier than you know. It takes business strategy and a yoga boss mindset. When you are ready to work on your business instead of in it, this is the podcast for you. Now your host, Jackie Murphy, the business coach just for yoga teachers. All right, my friends, welcome back to Yoga Boss. I am Jackie Murphy. It's lovely to have you here today. Are you ready for today's episode? Because today I'm going to show you how you can take time off of your business and still hit your revenue goals. That's right. Maybe you want to take three months off and you still want to make multiple six figures. That was my goal when I had my first son. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about what that experience was like having a business and having a baby and taking a maternity leave and really give you some pointers, give you a jumping off point to set up your business in a way that allows you to take off however much time you want to take off and make however much money you want to make. So I had this conversation come up via Instagram and I have some questions that I'm going to answer from Instagram in this podcast. But before we dive into those questions, we have to start with this one thing that changed the game for me, both pregnancies and both maternity leave. So if you're new, I have two kids. I have a three-year-old. Well, he'll be three this weekend. (laughs) Um, And I have a one-year-old, a little over one. And If you know the experience of being pregnant, you know that not all pregnancies are easy. And my pregnancies for either baby were not easy. And my postpartum experience was not easy for either baby either. So I experienced, I already have anxiety. I experienced a lot of postpartum anxiety. Specifically with my second baby, it was more intense than with my first. And a little bit of depression with my first pregnancy. So learning how to make money and like keep your business going through that has been such an experience and I feel so solid and like life can hand you some crazy things and no matter what you can still make money through them. So before we dive in we have to start with what worked for both pregnancies and the thing that was so important for both pregnancies was having a very clear, like very specific goal in mind. And I don't just mean revenue goal. I also mean a time goal. So what I want you to start with, if you want to take time away from your business and still hit your revenue goals is deciding, and it is a decision, what your goal is. How much money do you want to make and how much time do you want to take off? So for my first baby, I decided mostly because I just heard it was the norm to take three months away from my business. So I was going to set myself up for a three month maternity leave and I had a six figure, a multiple six figure goal that year. 
And so my goal going into that pregnancy and maternity leave was to make multiple six figures in nine months, right? If I was going to take three months out of the year, that's 12 minus three. That means I had nine months to make what I wanted to make in my business. And that very clear goal made it possible for me to do that. With my second baby, I wasn't going to take the same amount of time off in the same manner because I had gone through the first maternity leave and parts of it weren't helpful and I wanted to set it up differently. So I had a different goal. The second time around, instead of completely taking three months off and making the money that I wanted to make in nine months, I decided that I wanted to set my business up to continue to bring in 20K months while I was on maternity leave. I don't remember what my yearly goal was that year. Um, Again, it was probably multiple six figures. It was probably double of what I did the year before. I'm not totally sure. I can't remember the specifics, but I had a different goal set up. If you are not taking a maternity leave and you're listening to this podcast, you can do the same thing with just the amount of hours that you want to work. So let's say that you're a studio owner and you're like goal is to go from working 50, 60 hours to working 20 hours and going to seven figures, like having those two components of your goal are so important in order for you to get there. Let's say you just had the seven figure goal. You're not going to do the same things, decide the same things, focus on the same things as if you know you're going to hit seven figures in 20 hours a week. That will make you be more consistent, focused, and constrained. And that's what you have to do in order to really grow the way that you want to grow. So before you even go into like, how do I want to set up my maternity leave? You have to decide what do I, what do I want to make? Like, what is my money goal? Did you know it's okay to talk about money? Like set a number. How much money do I want to make in my business and how much time off do I want to have? Now I will tell you, and I kind of touched on this already, like for me specifically, taking three full months away from my business did not support me. I missed my business. And that's not true for every single person. So you really have to be clear about what is going to honor you. Take away any of the should, any of the shame about what you think you need to do or what you have to do and set a goal that's really going to support you. For me, it was more supportive to actually work just a little bit when I wanted to with my second maternity leave than to totally cut myself off from my business. For my mental health, like it was better for me to have something to think about. That wasn't the baby. That wasn't like maternity leave and breastfeeding and all the things that come with, you know, having that baby. So I want you to really like do not limit yourself with what has been done before. Do not limit yourself with what you think you have to do or think you should do or what you think is the more noble thing to do. And just get quiet, meditate, and check in with what is going to support you. Is it going to support you to totally check out? Is it going to support you to stay in? Is it going to support you to do some combination of that? What kind of time off do you want? And what's your money goal with that? Cool. So I'm going to go into the questions that I got on Instagram. And if you have more questions about this, I can follow up this episode with another podcast and we can continue this conversation, but we'll just start here today. Okay. So the first question was, what kind of work did you do right after giving birth? Okay. So I remember with my first baby, I, when I was setting up my maternity leave. This is when I was setting up three months totally away. What I did like the month before was either let go of clients 
Or I went ahead and told clients like, hey, when the baby comes, we are just going to pause for three months and we're going to pick back up on this date. And my first, both my sons were a week early. So my first son was a week early. So I remember literally going through labor, which I tried to do naturally. It's like a whole different story. More power to you if you do that. Going through labor, having my baby, and then being on Slack, telling my clients like the baby's here (laughs) in the hospital. Now, I don't regret that or like it is what it is. That's what that's the first thing I did for work after having a baby was telling people like, oh, baby came early. We're paused. I'll talk to you in three months. When it was my second baby where I sat at the maternity leave where I didn't totally want to like take the same amount of time away and I wanted to stay in and work, I did not do any sort of like Mm, operational tasks. So what I mean by that is I didn't write content. I wasn't posting. I wasn't recording podcast. With both babies, I set up the podcast, like 12 weeks of podcast beforehand so that while I was on maternity leave, I didn't have to think about recording a podcast at all. I also set up some content. My goal was to have a lot more content ready than I actually did because, you know, life... (laughs) babies come early, right? So sometimes your content doesn't get created, but I set those things up ahead of time. So after my second son was born, the only thing that I did in the first few weeks after giving birth, which really wasn't much at all, was popping into, at the time, the group Facebook group that I was running. So my clients were all in a Facebook group together and I would just pop in and be like, here's what I'm thinking about. Or I would coach them a little bit or I would just celebrate with them. And that was it. I just wanted to keep the connection between clients going. And I don't know if that's it. Actually, I don't know if that's true. The other thing that I did, which I wouldn't say this is like a needle moving task for the business, is I did a lot of reading and like listening to podcasts that I liked and like thinking and dreaming of ideas for my business. And I think that was really fun to give myself something to think about without any pressure of like, I need to get this done. Okay. The next question is how many hours did you work when your second son was a three month old and who took care of him during these hours? Great question. So we, I'm trying to think when he started daycare, both of my sons go to daycare and they typically go for like half days they could go full days, but I just like to be with them half of the day and I can make the money that I want to make. So they, they typically go half the day. I think, I don't remember exactly when he started daycare, but I do remember <laughs> with him the months where I was like working, but I still had him and he didn't have daycare yet. I literally would take him to the office with me. I would put him in his little bassinet stroller and I would roll him into my office and he was an easy baby. So that was definitely part of it. And I would work while he napped and then he would wake up and I'd breastfeed him and I'd play with him. Then I'd put him back and he would nap again. And um, I would just work while he napped. So I would get like, I don't know, however long the baby sleeps, an hour, not even, of work done at a time. And then that was awesome. That was all I needed to do. I wasn't doing much at that time. Um, if I wanted to do more, I would pull my husband in and I'd be like, Hey, like, I really want to, you know, work on this thing this morning. Can you take care of the baby for a little bit? But I was breastfeeding. So at that time, like you can't really get away for very long, no matter what. Right. I, I just had to be with him. So that's how we did it. I also worked with him 
right there a lot. Like even if he was awake, I didn't necessarily get down and do like tummy time or play with him every wake window, which may ruffle some feathers. But like if I wanted to get some work done while he was awake, that's fine. He's a baby. He would hang out and I would work. Okay. The, what I will say, oh, this is the next question. Perfect. This is exactly what I was going to answer. So what kind of help from whom did you get or hire during that time? So my husband and I live away from our families and we have some amazing friends down here, but all of our friends are having babies. So like we really did not have much help to rely on, especially because we didn't have any sort of daycare set up. And that is the reality of a lot of parents these days. If you live close to family, that's amazing. And we don't. So with our first baby, we struggled and he was a very colicky baby. And like, we honestly, I needed more help. I really, my mental health took a decline because he wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping. It was not a good situation. So going into the second baby, I had heard people talk about a night nurse before and I looked into it and they are quite expensive, but we hired a night nurse. I shouldn't even say expensive. They're a big investment. The investment is a hundred percent worth it. A hundred percent worth it. We had a night nurse. Her name was Evelyn and she came to the house. I want to say four nights a week. And those four nights were always work nights. So it was like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And she would come at 10 PM and she would leave at 6 AM But during the night, I actually got to sleep. I actually got to sleep. I mean, I'd wake up and pump and then put the milk outside, but that's so easy compared to like waking up and feeding the baby and getting the baby back down and changing the baby. And I will hands down tell anybody who's having a baby that that investment is something you want to start saving for or not even save for. Like go make some more offers (laughs) so that you can pay for that. Go make some money so that you can invest in your mental health like that. I think the hardest part of maternity leave and a business is when you don't have any sleep. Your mental health and well-being is like your hormones are everywhere. But also if you're not sleeping, you don't have a great mental health going on. You can't then possibly show up and do any work like that'll make the days so much harder for you to even get anything done. Or you won't want to listen to a book or read or do a vision exercise for your business. You'll just want to like sleep when you can sleep, which is valid. But I would say if you can, if you can go make money to get a night nurse, it was 100% worth it. That's the only help that we hired during that time. And we didn't hire it with the first baby. We hired it with the second baby. Um, And I 100% would do it again if we have another baby. Okay, next question. I want to launch a new program or my old offer. When shall I announce it or talk about it? Two months before. Okay, so if you were taking off like three months like I did the first time and then coming back and launching. That's exactly what I did the first time. So I, at the end of um, my pregnancy, sorry, at the end of my pregnancy, I shut down my business completely. So I put clients on hold or I let go of clients, which is something you can do. You can just tell people like we're no longer working together. And then that moment that I was like off and no longer taking clients, I set up a wait list for my group offer. Then during the like seeding of that group offer, that was like the three months while I was away, it was recorded in podcasts of like, this is coming, get on the wait list, the wait list, the wait list, the wait list is all I was pushing. The month that I came back, I launched the group offer at the 
like middle of that month, right? So I came back, I think it was March. I think it was March of 2021, I think. Um, I came back March. For the first two weeks, I sold a webinar. And then from the webinar, I sold the group and talked to the people who were on the wait list. I think the webinar I did that time was how to stand out and make six figures. It was something along the lines of that. And because I had talked about it and seeded it while I was away, when I did the webinar and launched the group, I was able to make 50K that month coming back. And I also was able to pick up one of my private clients who I had let go of, but decided they wanted to work together again. So and I turned back on my other clients. So have all of that set up. Um, if it's two months before that you're talking about your new offer, you can start to seed it is what it's called. So just like casually mention it. You've seen me do this on this podcast where I talked about, I have a new offer coming, I have a new offer coming, it's coming soon, get on the wait list, be the first to know. And then I launched the business of yoga course. And now I talked about the business of yoga course and sold that. So you can start to seed it whenever. And the longer you have to seed it, the better. Build that excitement and anticipation. Truly selling it, I would go for a month, like two weeks to prep to a workshop, do the workshop and then sell your offer. Cool. Okay. Some extra tips for your own self-care or peace of mind, managing family, newborn, your business, me time, etc. <sighs> I wish I had this like all perfectly <laughs> organized for you. I just had someone else tell me today, like you seem like you balance motherhood and work so well. And maybe I do. I don't, it doesn't always feel like that. Right. But the way that I do it, the way that I take care of my own self-care and peace of mind is I have very clear um, boundaries with work. So what I mean by that is I have a pretty set schedule of when I like to work. I, I wake up in the morning and I always use the first hour of my day when my kids are sleeping to do self-care. So I'm reading, I'm meditating, I'm just giving myself time to wake up. If I don't have that time for me personally, I don't start the day and I'm not who I want to be during the day. I know not everyone is a morning person. That's okay. I would just make sure that you carve out some time that's just for you. That's just for you. And as a mom, you know, mom guilt is prevalent. It's unnecessary, but it's prevalent. And I actually like really encourage you to show yourself that it's okay for you to step back and take care of yourself. And it really helps you show up a lot better. Um, so I have good boundaries. The first part of my day is showing up and taking care of myself. And then I take care of my kids and get them where they need to go. And then I work. And then I typically put down work while my kids are, my kids are young, three and one. So I can't like check out because <laughs> my oldest could walk away and my youngest could eat a rock or something. So when I'm with them, I have to be present with them, which I think is a, a gift for me right now. I think if they were a little older, I would like sneak in some work or like try and send an email, but I can't. So I put down my phone. I don't work. And then genuinely, if I want to, without shame or making it mean anything, if I want to work after they go to sleep, I work. I just let myself listen to myself. And what is it that I need? What is it that I want to do? And sometimes it's like, I need a yin yoga class tonight and I don't need to do any work or I need a bubble bath. And sometimes it's, oh, I really want to work on this thing or watch this training that I've been meaning to watch. During the first few months of a baby, 
obviously your time to yourself is so, so limited and you're always with that baby. So I would recommend just remembering that it's a season. And I know that's so easy to say on the other side of it, but when you're in of it, in it, you're like, how long is this season going to be? I can't last for three months doing this, but it is a season. And so if you have less time to yourself during that season, that's okay. Be extra, extra generous with the time that you do have. And I know it's easy to like put the baby down, want to check out, hop on your phone and scroll. But we all know that that's not actually going to calm your nervous system down. It's not actually going to support you. And so what can you do if you have five minutes? What can you do if you have five minutes to yourself that is going to give you a little bit of me time and self-care back? My shower during maternity leaves was like a spa to me. It was my favorite place to be because I was alone for the limited time that I had, right? And I could just take care of myself and be in the warm water and enjoy it. And so if that's all you have is that those moments in a shower, just relish them. Know that like you are going to have more of your time back eventually. You'll have more ability to take care of yourself eventually. And then I would just ask for help, ask for help when you need it and take it. Don't be afraid to say, yeah, I actually need your help to do this. Or I would love if you did that and ask directly for what you want, right? Like we don't need people to come over and hold the baby. I mean, sometimes that is nice, but if people come over and say, Hey, like I would love your help with the dishes. That is okay. Because guess what? If they don't want to do it, they can say no. But most people are like, how can I help? What can I do? Or you can just tell them like, hey, I need this meal from this place on this day. You can be direct with what help is going to really serve you and and know that that's okay for you to do. And it actually makes other people more inclined to to feel like they're truly helping you, like your your friends, your community, your family. They want to help you. Same thing with your business. So if you feel like you want to keep the business running and and hit 20k months like I did with my second baby on maternity leave and you need to hire then trust yourself to hire and trust that the money is going to come in during my second maternity leave I hired a co-coach I hired her probably in August and I had my baby in October so she was there before which was really important to kind of onboard and transition and make sure that my clients felt comfortable with her and so when I was gone she did all of the coaching for me on the calls. And I would, I think I popped in for a few calls, just like say hi to people and like showed the baby one day. Um, but she did all of the coaching. And so having that support and help was, I mean, I couldn't have done it without her. She's still my co-coach. She's amazing. And just trusting yourself that you know what you need in order to hit your goals and don't hold yourself back from saying yes to what you need to investing in what you need to really support yourself and giving yourself, I want you to aim for like a luxurious maternity leave as luxurious as you can make it as luxurious time off as you can make it. Um, and I would also say like, you don't have to be, I think it's, in my mind, I don't know if you guys experience this, in my mind, sometimes I'm like, I need to be more present and more engaged and more there for my kids. And it's almost like I have this perfectionist view of like, I should always be 100% present with them no matter what. And that's the only way they're going to have a secure attachment. This is my anxiety coming in. And so I remind myself that actually like studies show like 10 to 15 minutes of your pure presence with your kids 
is what needs to happen daily, 10 to 15 minutes. And you can do that daily. And I bet the same is true for your business. Like 10 to 15 minutes of your presence and your time can keep your business going. If you want to set it up that way, if you don't, don't do it. Um, I feel like there was something else I was going to say with that. And I don't remember what it was now. Well, it'll come back to me if it's meant to be. So that's what I would, that's what I have on maternity leave. I would say, set your goal, be super specific. Don't limit what you think is possible, right? If you want to hit 20K months while you're not working, hit 20K months while you're not working. I set my group up to be evergreen so people could join. It was a 5K price point and they could join without even talking to me. And they did. And I also had a VIP offer that was a VIP day and people bought that while I was away. And obviously I couldn't fulfill on it, but I could be like, hey, let's schedule it for this date at this time. And I scheduled all those VIP days. Um, and that's how I, I made, I had people on recurring payment plans and I just made 20 K months and I didn't even know that was going to happen ahead of time. I was setting it up to happen, right? I had to set up the group to be evergreen. I had to set up the VIP offer, but I didn't know who exactly was going to buy, but they did. And that is, that's like the magic of like, set the business up to be the way that you want it to be and trust that your work is going to work. Now with the first baby, I set it up to like totally be gone. It kind of, I ran podcasts and I ran posts on autopilot. I do think at that point in time, I had a VA who was helping me maybe publish posts. I'm not totally sure. Don't remember that fully. So that helped my, keep my business going. I actually don't think I did. I can't remember, but you could hire a VA to publish posts for you or put your podcast out for you, or a lot of things can schedule that ahead of time and you can automate it. Um, and just trust that like, okay, I'm going to step away and totally be gone. And when I come back and I'm ready to sell, I will have built a wait list of people and nurtured them. And so when it's time for me to make the offer for them to buy, they're going to be ready to say, yes, they've been waiting to work with me. I literally had one client who was like waiting to work with me. I had gone on maternity leave and maternity leave and she just kept waiting, waiting, waiting. So as soon as I opened the doors back up, she was like, finally, (laughs) you're back. Like, let's go. People are going to be excited for you to come back. All right, my friends, I think that's all I have on maternity leave right now. I hope this episode is helpful. If you listen to this as a new mama, as a pregnant mama, like send me a message on Instagram. I would love to talk to you and just hear your experience. Um, Whether it's like really rough morning sickness. I had that with my second baby postpartum anxiety, prenatal anxiety, (laughs) prenatal depression. Like I didn't have an easy experience with either baby. Um, and so I just, I get it. And if you are having an easy experience, then that's amazing. And I, I want that for everybody. And if it's not, you can still hit your business goals. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you in the next episode.